in the season that your spouse is in, find out what's valuable to them. Yeah. What means a lot to your spouse in this season? Whatever that is, needs to mean a lot to you. That's right. It just does. Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim, two pastors discussing practical details about life, leadership, parenting, and being more centered around Jesus first. The goal of this show is to help you keep your eyes on Jesus through the busyness of life and clutter of your schedules. Now, join us for the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast. I'm Drew. I'm here with Tim. Tim, what's up, man? What is up? Good to be here as always. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, Today, we have a great, great topic for you. And this actually came in from... Uh, from Facebook. It was one of our comments. Yeah, and, Michael. Uh, Michael. So shout out to Michael. Way to go on dating your spouse. And how do you do that? And should you do you, it? And should you do it? <laughs> and, and how do you, you know, how do you really have a, have a great marriage, but also in the busyness of your schedule? Like how important is having a, a date night? How, how do you plan those things out? And then, you know, as you're planning those out, how does it not become just something you do and another thing and then now it's an obligation and all these yeah. things? So we're going to talk through a lot of different layers of that and and get into a lot. But before we do, what's something right now you're really thankful for, Tim? Oh man, I am thankful for just the basic stuff, health, family, uh, just a, a good season of life where things kind of are, you know, firing together. My wife and I in ministry together, love doing that with her, love seeing how God's using her giftings. And for me, like I'm just I'm just excited to uh to keep pursuing God. And that's kind of a, a road answer. But you know, I think it's it's really an adventure with God when you when you see that like, all right, God, what's going on today? Like what what can we do? How can you use me? It's exciting and you kind of have to fight against the the roteness of life when it's just yeah. like rinse and repeat. I've been in those cycles too, where it's just wake up, go to work, come back, maybe have an hour of free time slash time with my spouse and then just rinse and repeat, do it all again. And so yeah, th- I think when we talk about marriage, it's, there's going to be seasons of life uh, that have different uh, strategies, but I think there's also some some wisdom to be had that we can see from the Bible, from our personal experiences as well on marriage. And before we get that deep topic, I want to say, I want to confess something. So all right, I, I am a sucker for Facebook advertisements. Okay. So I, I, and I was a marketing major and I, I love marketing and I, I feel like there's, there's a new level of advertisements when they know what you want and they know how to put it on your feed so that you see it yep. and they know that it's just a click away, uh-huh. you get to try this new thing. And so I just tend to click buy man on Facebook when I see this, like this new shirt that someone's wearing and it looks awesome and they're pulling on it and it's like, Oh, check out this new material. It's so cool. (laughs) And then I buy the shirt and I'm usually a larger extra large and I buy the extra large and it comes and fits me like a small because it came from China. And I'm just like, Oh, buyer's remorse. Yeah. I also bought from a company that was like a startup company, brand new website, not a real company, but they had an advertisement and then the company's not real. Uh, they take your money and then they never send you the product. Um, <laughs> I also bought like these hint drinks, which I, I don't mind hint water, but it's like, oh, a 36 pack for 30, a 36 pack for 36 bucks. It's a dollar a piece. These are normally $1.50 in the store. So I just buy it. And then now I yep. have all this hint water. I just got these new supplements from old school labs. And they had a picture of this guy that's like an old school guy from the 70s, 80s. And I was like, oh, I like the fact it's called old school. I'm going to buy your supplements. I need some protein powder. So let's see what you got. 
So that just came in yesterday. I'll see how it is. I'll let you know. I mean, that's just kind of nice. like my life right now. And I'm, my wife's listening to this and just rolling her eyes, I'm sure, because <laughs> I am just a complete sucker for the thing, whatever it is. Shark Tank's another one. I love this show. My wife whatever and I watch it, it together. And there's this new thing they have every time. And it's like, oh, this new thing fixes a, a problem in your life. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that and make a million dollars? I can't think of that stuff. So I'll just buy your thing and then get that in as well. So that's it. That's it. Well, anyway, you're rolling. I love it. I feel, it. I I feel love so it. much better now. I got that. Good. Off my chest, I'm, so. I'm glad you got that off your chest. <laughs> I, I, uh, Facebook is, Facebook is really up in the ad game. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's just me, but literally every other line is an ad now. It is. And, uh, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. And for my, uh, wedding anniversary of 10 years, my wife got me a pair of golf clubs and we we got them off of Facebook, lightly used. And now every ad is like golf balls, golf towel, golf hat, golf shirt, <laughs> golf yeah. shoes. It's like I I have I I got everything I needed. Thanks so much. You know, but then every now and then I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I like click on it. And now they're like, oh yeah, now we got them. And so we it's like em. every other, yeah. We can this is a training. It helps your swing, especially if you have new clubs. I'm like, yeah. I might need that. Yeah, it's terrible, man, how they mess with us. That's awesome. Yeah, there's people listening that understand because it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, totally, totally. So let's get into this this topic on on marriage. I got to say, I got to say, when we're talking about dating your spouse, I, 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 in seeing this question and this topic and that we were going to talk about it, little, little convicted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah little like looking at my schedule and going mm-hmm. yeah it's super important and then going but how often am i doing this and so i i think what you said about there being seasons that's important mm-hmm. because i do think there are seasons in your life where you're gonna date the heck out of your spouse and that's yeah. awesome i think there's other seasons where man it's really hard i mean like right now we have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and like we got to have somebody watch our kids. Babysitters are incredibly expensive. Dude, these, yeah. these young, like teenage girls are out here making bank. Okay. I think that needs to be addressed first and foremost. <laughs> All right. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like how much an hour, like, what do you want to make? It's unbelievable. Uh, can I get your experience? Can I get some references? <laughs> like what's going on? It's really, there's a lot of angles, a lot of ways to think through it. And I think what you said about um, there there being different seasons is exactly right. I think what's important is that you and your spouse know what season you're in, right? And because that's where the confusion gets. And and so for for me and my wife, we we try to be really clear in communication of where we are. So yeah. I'll give you an example. At the beginning of this year, we knew our ten year anniversary was coming up. We knew it was going to be near Easter. And so we knew that we wanted to like go out to dinner for our 10 year anniversary, but the idea of going on some elaborate vacation or, you know, even sneaking away for a couple of days or what, like that was not going to happen. Not only because of Easter, but like I said, we have a five-year-old, we have a two-year-old and we just said, all right, well then we want to plan out. We want to try to push our vacation out. So like, we're, we're now going to do something in June and we got childcare and we figured it all out. But from January to June, there, there's, there's very little dating going on. I, I yeah. think I think I can count two from January to June, two. But but between her job, 
my job, uh, my job getting busier, her job getting busier, her sometimes being out of town for her job, me sometimes being away on the evenings for my job, the weekends being what they are, the kids having school and gymnastics, and we want to see the grandparents and we want to do this and we want to do that. And man, and we got to get to bed early, but we yeah. got to eat dinner. And yeah, you know, like, man, if you're living that life where sometimes you're eating dinner at 445, five o'clock, and then you're putting them to bed at like you're starting the routine around seven, seven, ten. I don't know when you think you're going on a date. Yeah. So I, I think it's really important first and foremost to go, all right, let's just say from the beginning that there's not like a right or wrong way here. But I think at the very foundation of it all, you and your spouse really need to be on the same page. Is this a season where you guys really need this? And you need to make it a huge priority, or is this a season where you guys have talked it out and you understand that this is a real big challenge right now, but yeah. you have something to look forward to down the line? Yeah. Um, and and so that that's where I just wanted to start. I, I think you've got to you've got to be on the same page. If one of you yeah. think that thinks that they need to be dating a lot and the other one's like, no, right. we're good, that's where you get into some tough. Right. Or if you, if you verbalize that, if you say, you know, Hey, I, I wish we could go on more dates. Like if, if your wife hears you say that and, and understands the time you're in where we just can't make it work right now. But if she hears your heart, then I think that opens up the communication. Well, what, what can we do? Right. It might be a right. money issue, right? Going on date nights is expensive. You, you mentioned just the so babysitter expensive. alone. And then if you're going to see a movie and then dinner, like you're talking about uh, over a hundred bucks easily. And yep. then you want me to do that every week? Like that's not feasible for time and money. And so yep. the heart behind dating your spouse, I think is really that time away, that time where you're did the things you did when you were dating, right? When it was all about them, you, you talked for hours on the phone, right? No, you hang up. No, you hang up, right? It's that uh, mentality. And I think it happens with men more than women where it's like, okay, now we're, now we're a thing I can ease up, right? And yeah. You want to continue to pursue your spouse. And yes. my mentor, Sean, always asks me, like the first thing he asks me is like, are you, are you, are you finding date nights? You know? And it's like, he realizes as a counselor, as a pastor, that that's so important. So what, that's the yeah. first thing he asks me. And so as me as a married couple with my wife and us as pastors, like we have to understand that first of all, marriages are a huge target of the enemy huge, yeah. especially in today's culture. Right. And we could go into, that's a whole nother topic, but first of all, it's Can a we huge do that target. episode, please. My we goodness. could do that one. Yeah. But it's a huge target. And so understanding that alone means that we need to be on guard spiritually, both individually. And then as a couple, we have to be on guard. And so uh, it's not just about the date night experience. It's about the relationship first and foremost with God like as a couple, the ideal scenario is that you're both pursuing God. And then from that together, you are yes. one, but you both individually have to be pursuing God together. You have to be pursuing God. And then, so you're on the same page in communication, both spiritually, both physically, both verbally. And then you can come to an understanding that, okay, maybe we can't do a date night more than once a month, but yeah, how can I still date my spouse throughout the day? How yep. can I text them something, right? That makes them feel appreciated. How can I sure. bring flowers home on my way home from work that might take five, 10 minutes, right? How can I, if I can't find a babysitter, how can we still put the kids to bed and then intentionally watch a movie together, maybe yep. make something special for dessert, right? There are ways around that where oftentimes it's like, 
unless I do the thing, like we love going to melting pots at the fondue place, you know, and uh, in our minds, like, well, unless I go to melting pot every time, then it's not really a date. Like we don't think that, but I'm just saying like, if that's the example, that's going to be really hard to do because that's usually like an anniversary, you know, type of experience. Um, and so it's really about the heart behind it. And it's about making sure you're, you're in front of it. And I, th- I think the next topic is like, how do you schedule this stuff? How do you make sure it's intentional? Because days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months. And yeah. before you realize it, okay, it's been six months and we haven't done anything. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes things change in like how you're, how you're dating your spouse. And then the heart behind it is important. I I can't tell you how many times I'll I'll just, I'll just be honest. I hope that's okay with, with the listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've done something and the heart behind it was like, I I hope I get sex out of this. Mm. That's not a good, that's not a good approach. (laughs) It's a very immature approach. Yeah. And so I've, I've started learning like, as I progress in understanding my wife and the season she's in and in our different communication, the way that I can best support and date her and pursue her is very different than it used to be. Mm. Like, man, before we had kids, it was so easy. I mean, I just got to be honest. It was so easy because it was all the stuff that was like fun to do and you like to do. We'll go out and eat. We got all the time in the world. We'll watch Friends reruns. We'll (laughs) sit on the couch together. We'll make cookies. Order pizza. Like, you know, it was all like yeah. quality time. It was really great. Um, now, I mean, from a quality time standpoint, just the two of us, that comes after the kids have gone to bed. There yeah. might even still be a little bit of housework or a little bit of like actual work to be done. We're exhausted. Mm. Yep. Like, we're exhausted. So, how do I pursue my spouse? Well, I used to think that it was like, I'll just give her great compliments and, you know, tell her how great she is, how beautiful she is, all these things. And I think those are still important and she appreciates those. But like one of the best things I can do is like do a load of laundry. Yeah. Empty the dishwasher. Like <laughs> serving is her love language, huh? Right. Yeah. Serving is her love language, acts of service. So clean up after the kids. Mm. And if she's putting a kid down and comes downstairs and I've done none of that and I'm like sitting on the couch and enjoying it, like, ah, yeah, that's not really a great way to pursue your wife. So yeah. I, I think in that pursuit, find out in the season that your spouse is in, find out what's valuable to them. Yeah. What means a lot to your spouse in this season? Whatever that is needs to mean a lot to you. That's right. It just does. And, and so, um, so I think, again, communication. How can I learn what's valuable to my spouse? Recognizing that what's valuable now might not be valuable a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. So I need to understand in, in each, each time we're talking, what's valuable to them. And then as I discover what's valuable, valuable to them, how can that become valuable to me? And so that's become my prayer. Like, God, help me see what my wife sees. Help yeah. me value what my wife values. Even if she hasn't told me, you know, if she's holding something back from telling me what's valuable to her, or what she really wishes that I would do, can you expose me to that? Can you let me in on that? Can you give me the passion to do that? Can you give me the energy and the strength at 10 p.m. at night <laughs> to do some things like that? So, um, so I think that's really valuable. And, and then, how do you prioritize? You know, how do you prioritize date night? Again, for for me, it's you just got to make it happen. Yeah. 
like literally it's it's not going to her and being like hey do you think we should do date night maybe this date what do you have going on like it's less that and it's more like hey i've talked to my parents they're going to take the kids at this time and we're going to dinner at this time and be ready at this time yeah and just handling it because again she's she's a mom our kids are at a very special age right now where <laughs> they are delightful but they also present a lot of questions and a lot of energy and it's all it's just physically draining so yeah. she has a very she has a very physically and mental uh, draining job uh kids are very physically and mentally draining and then by the time she has time to think about anything else she's exhausted so me being able to go, I'm just going to run with this. I'm going to plan it out and we're going to do it. Not only serves her, but sets her up to be in a position where she's excited about it. Yeah. If I'm relying on her to plan it, or if I'm like really wanting her to like get in on this with me, now's not the season for that. Yeah. So again, like understanding what does she need from me? And then how can I do that? But even in that, like I said, January to June too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that so in six months, we've we've had two very intentional moments. We've had an anniversary, so we can go three there, and now we've got a trip lined up in June without the kids. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, and so it, this is the season we're in, yeah. and I'm with you, man. I've heard the I've heard the pastors get up on stage every Friday night. It needs to be a date night, bro. How much money are you making? For real. Right. I know. Like I don't have I don't have that kind of flow. Yeah. I don't have and I don't have that kind of like the the child care, the 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 grandparents, the timing. Like if we leave by the time she gets done with work and we have child care, the amount of money of child care getting back home, and you still got to put the kids to bed when you get back home. You yeah. got to deal with the kid. Yeah, you know, it's just so much, <laughs> so much going on. So I, I really don't prescribe to like like you said, there's not like a certain method. There's not a certain way, but at the very foundation, you and your wife, you and your husband, what, you know, whatever, like you've got to be on the same page. Yeah. And I think if you're a schedule follower, get it on the schedule, right? Maybe whatever you yep. commit to, we're going to have a date night once a month, every other week, put it on there ahead of time. You may not have all the details, but when you see it coming up, set a, set a reminder a week out. Oh yeah, dates date nights coming up. I need to start planning it. If you're someone that if it's on your schedule, you're going to do it. Put the things that matter to you on your schedule. We we talked about this before on on scheduling out prayer time or time in the Bible. Do it with your spouse too. Like we started yeah. doing we started realizing, oh, we I need to pray more with my spouse. Well, just recently in the last 6 months we're like, why don't we get it on the schedule? <laughs> like if we're going to have there you a, go. time of prayer, let's let's in time of reading, we 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 read a book together, we we pray together. It'd be great to pray every day. Like don't get me wrong not feasible, like where we're at right now, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll put on the schedule every day, but just be realistic, right? Don't have these lofty goals that you're going to fail and then feel bad about, but have yeah. realistic goals that you can achieve. And then maybe build upon for once you're out of the season in your, in your life. And when you have young kids, like it's, it's so tough, but then once once you get older and your kids are, kids are older, they're doing their own thing. Like maybe you can do it. I know, I know couples that do it every week, you know, have the, 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 the date night and they go out every week. They don't, not something extravagant or, or expensive, but they still find that time on a Friday night or whatever to do that. And that's fine. And I think the, the heart behind the question that we received was how do you keep from getting date nights to become rote, to become just going through the motions? 
And that's yeah. maybe a different layer to this. And, and maybe you and I aren't the ones qualified to talk about that, but because we're not at the point where they become, it's like, oh, we get to, you know, now it's like once every few months, but yeah, uh, I just think what, what, once you're in that season where then you're able to do it more, then it's like anything. How do I get from having going to the gym to become rote and, and going yep. through the motions? How do I get from reading my Bible to become that way? I think you do it because you know, it's, it's good for you, right? Right. You, you do it anyway even if it's not this magical anniversary style moment of a date night, you still do it because you're comfortable and you want to be with that person and you want to hear from them. And even if you go out and eat and don't say much, like you're still doing it. Right. Correct. And I referenced it earlier. If you, if you're a married couple and have not read the five love languages, do it because that, that book is so crucial to understanding your spouse and what they want to receive from you. And Gary Chapman also has a book called the four seasons of marriage, I, I believe. We read that a while ago and it's, it's, it goes through like, you know, the spring, summer, fall, winter of your marriage and how there's different cycles to your marriage when you're, you know, you got the honeymoon phase and then you're like, oh, we got the trials of life phase. Year seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So understanding that too, that if you're not feeling those, those goosebumps or whatever, if you're newer in your marriage and it's like, well, how come it's like year four or five and we're dealing with this? Like that's, that's normal. Right. Like yeah. there's plenty of resources. Like I, we try to read a book together as a couple, like a devotional or something like that. There's a, there's other things like the, that we do as far as like prayer goes, as far as family devotions time to kind of keep that, that fire going spiritually. But as far as like, just, just time together, like that's something that you have to figure out and be on the same page about, because it's not like, oh, I just need to do X, Y, Z because right. Drew and Tim say so. No, like, you know, right. your spouse better than we do. And so communication is one of those things that is missing in many marriages, I feel. And you assume that they know what you're right. feeling or what your intentions are. But if, unless you verbalize it, we know as guys that can get us into a lot of problems because, you know, no spouse can read each other's mind. Right. And so the more that you're upfront about saying, I want this to happen in our marriage, it's nothing against you that you're not doing it. It's just as us together, I want us to get to this point, whatever that point will be. I wish that we could pray more. I wish that we could go on date nights every week. Maybe we can't get there yet, but just know that I care enough about you that I want this marriage to stay through yep. by the time our kids are up and out. I want to have someone that I want to be with for another 20, 30, 40 years, right? Because too often you go through it just for the kids. And then by the time they're up and out, you're living with a stranger. Yep. And that's happened many times. And that's not what I want from my marriage. I know that that's never what you intend but it's still something that happens because you're not intentional. Yep, absolutely. And and know this too, whatever you do, whatever the habit is, not just date night, but in this pursuit of your spouse, it's effort. Yeah. Like, like it's effort, it's time, it's thought. It might take you a little while to build that habit and build that thought process in. Because like you said, man, Sometimes you're just in this habit of like, all right, I, what do I have to do today? I need to get all these things done. Today looks a lot like it did yesterday, a lot like the day before, a lot like that. And you just get in this routine. Yeah. And then one day you're like, like you said, the kids are out and you're like, oh, cool. I have this roommate. That's a completely different person <laughs> than the person I married because it's mm-hmm. been decades. And now I've got to figure out how to handle this. And now I'm going into a new phase of life with kids outside the house and they are too. How do I 
manage that because now we've got two different people going through a new thing. And that's why so many you know divorces and split ups and separations happen in that phase. So whatever you're going to do, you need to recognize that that there might be a time where it really is like a little bit of a added thing that you got yeah. that you got to do if you want if you want the blessing that comes with it. That's right. If you don't, it's like you said, it's like reading your Bible. Like I I want to know, I want to know more what God says about me. I want to, you know, grow in my faith. Cool. Mm-hmm. How's your how's your alone time? That's right. How's your quiet time? How's your prayer life? Oh, I wish our marriage was better. Cool. How's your alone time? <laughs> how's your prayer <laughs> life? Like, how much are you connecting? How much are you pursuing? I will say this. I I really got into, I still do a little bit, but uh, now it's more like a habit. Like I just think through it, but in order to build the habit, I used to have a, a journal that was all dedicated towards gratitude. And so before I would go to sleep for a little while, I would write down things I was thankful for. And then I realized that because I was so like sleepy and just ready to go to bed that I would skip it. So then I put it into the morning. So I started making list of things I'm grateful for in the morning, first thing. And I would do it. I would, I would get up, I'll take a shower. I'd get ready for the gym. And before I would even leave the bathroom counter, I, I would write down things I was thankful for. And what I realized is every morning I would mention my family. Mm. Every morning I'd mention my, my wife. Every morning I'd mention my kids. And so once I got in that habit of thought, I was like, I wonder how I could now take this time and kind of double down on it. And how could I take some of these things that I'm writing down, some of these things I'm grateful for and actually express that. Mm. So I got a whole stack of sticky notes and put it on my bathroom counter and a pen. And every morning I'm up early, I'm up before everybody else. And I'll just write a little something that I'm grateful for when it comes to Brent. I'll, before I leave, put that sticky note down on her nightstand And then I head out to the gym. And when she wakes up in the morning, the first thing she has is a sticky note. Now, sometimes I forget and she wakes up in the morning and she looks and the first thing she has is nothing, right? (laughs) And so, but it's building the habit of gratitude. It's letting her know that, you know, I appreciate things. And what I know is that the first three mornings, that was so much fun. It was so Mm -hmm. cool because I was like, oh, she's going to see it. (laughs) By morning, like 15, I'm like, what do I write? Mm. Like I've already said that I'm thankful for how great she is and how much she supports me and how much she loves me and her heart and her mind and her beauty. And like, I feel like I've given her every compliment I can give her. And so now, now I'm like racking my brain before I even go to the gym. Like, what do I write? And so my, my point is, however you're pursuing, it's going to have to, there's going to have to be some habits around it. There's going to be some moments where you're like, I don't even know how to keep doing this. It's going to take some time. And then you might need to shift and go, all right, well, I've kind of like let the sticky notes run its course. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to shift to something else. No idea is really off limits, but but be be consistent in what you do. Be consistent in the intentionality, but know that like the tool might have to shift and the way that you express it might have to shift as you go. Yeah. And as we talk about keeping our eyes on Jesus, you know, it's, it's cool that the Bible is not silent on the issue of marriage. You know, I, right. It, it's such a perfect picture first of Christ in the church, but also as submission and also love. And, you know, oftentimes the submit your husband's verse gets used and, and sometimes wives pull against that. But when uh-huh. you, when you read it in, in, in context, I'm going to read it in, in Ephesians 5, and on it's, it's, it's really beautiful. And so Ephesians 5, wives submit to your husband's 
as you do the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything, right? And that's that's fine in and of itself. But when you put it together with the next part, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make right. her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. And it, and it goes on. This is a profound mystery as Christ is for the church. This is such a beautiful picture of, yeah. of both parties in, in this. Just remember that, you know, husbands loving your wife is not that, uh, oh, I'm I'm the man and uh, she has to submit to me. Is submit to me. Yeah. Like you you give up your, your body to her because you love her. You want her to become holy and blameless as Christ did the church. And so you will give up everything for her often gets misconstrued in, in today's culture. And oh, yeah. when we talk about... Uh, loving your spouse and, and doing things for them. It's really about the, the heart of the matter about learning love languages is so important because it's yep. okay. I want to give you gifts, which is for me and my spouse, my, my, my wife, Jamie, like I want to give her gifts, but that's not her love language. Her love language right. is physical touch and time yep. and quality time. And so if I just want to shower her with gifts, she's like, it's, it's a waste of money. What are you doing? You know, but yep. some other people might be like, that's great. I, I wanted a new uh, coach purse, right? And so it really just depends. Um, I think another caveat to this I want to address too is is what happens when there's spiritually mixed where one, one person's following Christ and the other one is yeah. not. And that is a tough layer to this. Mm -hmm. What would you say for those listening that might might be in that? Well, from which from which standpoint? <laughs> from, from which side? I mean, if I'd you're- I'd say with, okay, let's say with- dating your spouse, but also like, yep. as we're talking spiritually, being in communion with them and then not feeling, because if you're not together spiritually, you're going to feel distant from them sure. spiritually. Yep. So then how do you go through maybe the motions of date night or, or life when they're not on the same page spiritually? What kinds of things as a spouse praying and interceding for your mate yeah. should you be doing as you're waiting on the Lord to maybe break through to them? Yeah. I, so like you said, as you're waiting on the Lord to break through to them, there are times where I, I strongly believe that you as the spouse will be the person to break through and, sh and, and have the Lord be seen through you. There are other times where I'm like, maybe that, that won't be you, but, mm -hmm. but either way, either way, re regardless of what the plan is, you have an opportunity to be the real deal here. And so I would encourage you not to shy away, not to certainly don't get into the point where, you know, every conversation you have, you're trying to push your faith onto someone. Yeah. Because as we know, you know, anybody can stand up and say they are something, but it's in their actions and it's in how they live their life that really the, the testimony can be seen out. So my encouragement to that situation would be, you need to get really, really connected with Jesus. You need to be praying for your spouse all the time. I mean, just all the time. Yeah. Just all the time. And then you need to, in every opportunity, you know, do your best to show the love of Jesus. And so that means like you're going to live your life not separated from them, 
but there are going to be moments where you are going to separate yourself to go do something that's based on mm-hmm. what you believe. Yeah. And so that might be church. You know, I, I, I know, I know so many people that are like, oh, well, I would come to church, but you know, my husband doesn't come. I would come to church, but my wife doesn't come. Well, I'll tell you this. I got just as many stories that are like, my husband didn't used to come, but now he does. Yeah. My wife didn't used to come, but now she does. And it's because they witnessed this. And, and I love when this happens, by the way, with students. When students get plugged into ministry, their parents aren't Christians. Yes. And then the students start bringing the parents. Oh. It's like the most wonderful, beautiful thing ever. So I would just encourage you, if you're in that position, you need to be really connected with Christ. You need to be praying for your spouse and any opportunity you have to show them the love of Jesus, not necessarily tell them what they should be doing, right? Yeah. But show them the love of Jesus. I just believe that that over time speaks just volumes over, over any kind of pressure to, uh, you know, get in line or get on board. Yeah. So I would say, I would say too, it's not just a, one doesn't believe in Christ. Like you're talking about it. That's one example, but another example would be, we're not on the same page spiritually where one is Mm, passionate for God right now, like in the word every day, hungry for God. And the other one's not like, they still believe in Jesus. Right. But they're just not really into that right now. It's a season of life. Maybe there's been a trial, maybe there's grief and loss. And so they're trying to process that. And so they're not on the same page is really no difference in the prescription than what you said. Right. It's that I wish my, my husband or my, my wife would be, as passionate as I am for Jesus. Well, the same thing, do the things that you need to do. Right. Maybe sometimes without them, maybe if it's an extra prayer night or something at church and you want to go and they don't right. Do it, go to it. Like be that example and pursue. Don't, don't back up. Don't lower your, your zeal for God just because someone else is not, but also don't expect them to be at that level immediately. Right. Pray for them, show them, like you said, the love, of Christ through your actions. Don't demean them. Don't ridicule them. Don't say, I wish you were like this. Sure. Sure. Because then you're just pushing them away further, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and another thing I'll add to that when they do lead out, because we might be talking to the person right now that's going, that's what I've been telling my wife, or that's what I've been telling my husband. Okay. (laughs) If we're talking to the person that's like really the the spiritual leader of the household right now, great. Lead out. You might be mm-hmm. uncomfortable. You might have to do something. That that might mean you're like, hey, before we do dinner, I know we've never done this. I'm just going to pray. But let me also talk to the person that maybe isn't the spiritual leader in the household. Yeah. When the other person takes a step of faith and tries to be bold yeah, and celebrate. tries to lead out. And tries to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Don't. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's about time. Don't be that. It's about that, time. <laughs> yeah. That was that was awkward. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Like we we need to celebrate it because a especially I, I believe this especially for men. Men a lot of times will not lead out mm-hmm. because they're worried that they will look a certain way. Or they're already so insecure about doing it because they don't necessarily know exactly how, because this behavior wasn't modeled for them by their dad. Yeah. 
Exactly. And what will destroy them is a wife who will go, um, okay, you're going to teach the Bible. You're going to read scripture. You're going to pray. You're going to, that will absolutely just tear them apart. So yeah. let me encourage husbands out there, lead. Yeah. Try something. Just try it. I know it's weird. I know it's uncomfortable. I know your kids might be like, whoa, dad, what are you doing? I get it. 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 Try something. And then for all, all the wives out there, like, oh man, man, yeah. just be encouraging and and build them up as as bad as it may yeah. be. Be consistent. You know, celebrate it. Don't just do it once and then be like, oh, I tried. It didn't work, right? To be consistent. Like prayer is one of those things you got to keep doing. You got to keep pushing through. And I've seen this happen where the man is not leading the family. And so the the wife does it, right? They have to Mm -hmm. because there's a gap. And so they have to fill the gap. They have to be the spiritual head. And so they're taking the family to the church. They're doing Bible studies. They're praying, right? And maybe there's this epiphany. Like we saw this at our men's retreat recently, you know, where, okay, now the men want to go come lead. Well, now you have a tough a tough thing because you have the the woman who's been leading the man who's yep. like, all right, I kind of want to do that, but I don't know how, cause she's already doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have two things. You have to have the man that's, that's willing to step forward in those uncomfortable things. And you have to have the woman that's saying, okay, I will now lower what I've been doing so that the man can be the spiritual head of the family. Yep. And that's a tough thing to do. I wouldn't it's do it alone. Tough. I would definitely uh, receive uh, encouragement and support and maybe counseling if you need to, if you're in that position. Yep. And, and it could be uh, a tricky thing to navigate. So we kind of went from date night to spiritual head of the household, which is awesome, but it's also, it. it's all intertwined. I think, you know, maybe you're not having date nights because there is a a clash of something spiritual happening in the family. And so you need to pray into that first. You need to fix maybe the spiritual problem before you look at the physical date night issue, right? Or it's just a time issue. It's just a time issue, season of life. We talked about that already. Only you know your marriage, but don't shy away from the the tough things that need to be brought to light, I would say. I will say one thing that my wife and I have discovered works for us is like card games. You know, so, you know, we don't, we don't have date nights, but there will be nights where the kids got to bed a little early. It's like nine 15. We're both downstairs. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you want to play some cards? Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to play rummy or you want to play cribbage? By the way, if you don't know what cribbage is, you need to go, you need to go do that. That's we'll do cool. Episode. We'll do an episode. On um, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> That's spiritual formation. Cribbage. Yeah. So we figured out that like, you know what, just sitting at the kitchen table, phones away from us, yeah, um, dealing cards, some of the best conversations happen then. And then if it's a beautiful day, my wife works from home. If maybe I've got a afternoon with, with some time, you want to go on a walk? Mm. You want to yeah. just go walking around the neighborhood? We're just going to be outside for 20 minutes, but, but we don't have our phones. We're not working. And, and some of our best conversations, our best ideas, our best, you know, celebrations of each other and our children are just playing cards and mm-hmm. walking around the neighborhood. And it's those little connections, those little points uh, yeah. that I think can make a big difference in your marriage. Yeah, for sure. And like you alluded to before, you know, if you're not doing some of these things, especially as men, if you're ignoring your wife all day and then you expect something to happen at night. 
You got to check yourself because that's not how this works. It's a mutual thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're young in the marriage and maybe I'm helping some guys right now listening who don't know the answer, but that's, that's what you got to do, right? It's a mutual thing. You got to respect each other, love each other throughout the day. It's not just about that one act, right? It's it's so much more, Absolutely. so much more integration as marriage couple with, with the family, spiritual, emotional, and not just physical. So we'll leave it on that note. Maybe that's could be another episode, but um, (laughs) thank you again for the questions. Eyes on Jesus podcast community. Send us your questions. You can also email us at discerningdadatoutlook.com. And until next time, go with God, grow in discernment, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Thanks for joining us on the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with the hosts of the show.